for joining us. I'm Paul Wilson. And I'm Chris Emke. And this is Diesel Performance Podcast. I don't know why I'm using my hands. You guys can't see me. Chris is making fun of me. Uh, we are in a 2019 1500 today uh, yeah. Chevy. We've talked about Little doing GMC, this. Yeah. We've talked about doing a, a, a ride along in one of these vehicles. Planets didn't align. We weren't able to get our hands on one for various reasons. Um, but we were lucky enough to, to snag the keys of one. And uh, yeah, here we are. We're able to make dreams reality. Yeah, that's it, man. So so the three liter Duramax, uh, it's an inline six. It's it's a brand new motor to me. I don't know a ton about this one, to it's be honest It's a brand new motor to Chris. us, but it's been yeah. in the market, right? Since yeah. 2019. You find them in the 1500, uh, you know, Chevys and GMCs uh, pickups. They're also in the Suburbans. Yeah. And Cadillac offers them in their Escalade. So, I mean, it's... From what I'm gathering from my research, it's hard to get your hands on these trucks just with all the shortages and everything going on over the last couple of years. Sure. Um, but they're out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this one that we're in is like, you know, it's fully loaded. Uh, it's the nicest version of a 1500 you could get. It's the GMC AT4 model. Uh, so it's got every trick and bell and whistle in it. I'm seeing speakers in the headliner. I'm assuming that's what this is. We got the, the full sunroof, uh, which is nice. I, I do really like having a sunroof. Yeah, let's uh, let's run through the interior a little bit, Chris, and then we'll talk a little bit about the performance of this truck. Yeah, so I think, you know, the, the AT4, right, probably very similar to what you would expect to see in a three-quarter ton truck. I have a couple buddies that have the newer AT4 yeah. style interiors. So, you know, uh, black leather dash with uh, some burnt orange brownish stitching. Uh, it, you know, the, the center display, it has the screen. I find these a little awkward. We were talking off camera. We I kind of like the, the older style, like the 15 to 19, 2500s a little more. I'll just say, so it's it's a, touch, nice. it's a touch screen display. Yep. It, it seems to be responsive. Yep. Uh, we don't have our, our phones hooked up to it or anything, no. but, but the basics of it, I mean, here's Android Auto, Apple yep. CarPlay, Wi-Fi hotspot, trailering, it's, cameras. It's tricked out. It, Spotify is directly logged onto it. Like, it's as it's as nice as it gets. But yep. I will I will agree with you that looking at it after being in in our personal cars and being in the other company trucks with other larger center displays, this one is small. This yep. one feels small. It just, it just has that. And from what I was reading, these screens are big, right? It's okay. a bigger screen from the predecessor. Yeah. But I just think the layout of it, maybe with the vents where they sit to the side of it, just. The illusion of it just looks a little on the it awkward does. side in my book. Yeah, but I, uh, and the rest of the center layout—they have every single oh, button yeah. you could think of to like analog button that you yeah. could actually touch down here. Um, what's funny is it still looks blank. It still looks minimalistic. It doesn't look yeah. blank. It looks minimalistic. I think a lot of it has to do with the coloring of choice, right? Like that matte black with the chrome dials. Like it's tasteful, it's elegant, but it's not, you know glim and bling and glam right it's right just, it's just enough it's a nice truck you know you're in a nicely equipped vehicle yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely how about the dashboard what are you looking at right in front of you Does it, it looks like you have some good gauges over there yeah you know you definitely got a good rpm gauge right every vehicle's got <laughs> no, i'm just kidding you know you have your basic you have your standard you have your your rpm you have your vehicle speed uh there's some things in the center for like the lane assist and stuff like that which is really nice um you know, you have your oil pressure, coolant, fuel level, battery voltage. Uh, it tells you if you're in two or four wheel drive. I mean, like anymore, I to be honest with you, on. as far as dash goes, 
That's a lot of gauges for a stock dash anymore. It is. Like, I feel like the newer the truck, They're becoming a little bit the more less normal. we get yep. directly on, on the dashboard, you kind of got to dig around for that information or toggle yep. through the display options to be able to find it. This lays it out really, really nicely. No, I think, uh, you know, one of the things that I was really, really excited about getting behind the wheel of one of these is we've had a ton of experience behind a 2.8 Duramax, right? Sure. The Mini Duramax, they ride nice, but they're a little truck. We also have a lot of experience and a lot of our listeners have a lot of experience around what we're known for and that's the three-quarter ton and the one ton so this this truck kind of bridges a gap in my opinion you know it takes the bigger truck platform right a three-quarter ton style cab yeah and it it gives it a a colorado-esque you know ride quality being that it's a half ton and then you have this you know new motor this new power plant of sort being a three liter duramax a little bit bigger than the 2.8, yet not as big as the 6.6. Yeah, so six cylinder? Six cylinder. Six cylinder compared to the four cylinder in the 2.8. Yep. It's an inline six. Two tenths of a liter more. Right? So so it's got to be a little bit smaller of pistons, I would imagine that. I would imagine so. Um, to be able to kind of balance that equation out. But what's nice is, so far you drive in it, it doesn't seem to be sluggish. I, one of the big problems I had when I drove a stock 2.8 liter was that it literally felt like there was an extra spring under the pedal. It was <laughs> yeah, so soft you, on response. Yes, yep, yes. Yep. It was like every time you stomped out of the truck, kind of seemed to say like, are you sure? Yep. Um, how's this one? I'll tell you what, uh, the, the engine's responsiveness is definitely nothing that I would sneeze at, right? I wouldn't say it's as bad as maybe like the LML Duramax that we're used to or potentially the 2.8. Um, it's definitely more linear than those. But, you know, there is a little bit of that, you know, delay. Like, yeah. from a tuner perspective, as I think of, okay, how would Nick think? Or right. how would Tim and Tuning think? Those are the things that I notice. Like, there could be a little bit more down low. There could just be that little extra just to make that experience that much greater. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I mean, I, I will say, like, the cab itself is a lot more comfortable than oh, being yeah. in the Colorado. So nice. Like, so nice. Because <laughs> like, Nick has, I think he still has that loaded 2.8 liter Colorado floating around, uh, or maybe he's just gotten rid of it recently. But I will say I, I put a ton of miles on that truck myself, and I, every time I got in, I'm like, this is as nice as a small truck gets, and it's not what I want. It I just always, it felt too cramped in it. I always made the comment that I was very claustrophobic in that truck yeah. going on longer trips, and it was very fuel efficient. It was a nice truck, but it was a small truck. Right. So it was a balance. Right, yeah. But but with it being a small truck, uh, I, luckily I never had to tow anything with it, so I, I always kind of used it as a commuter vehicle when I was in it, and like trips... Uh, 30, 40 miles run out to the drag strip when we did uh, diesel drags out there in Byron. So, like, that's, like, a good 45-minute hour driving it. And you're right, after about an hour, you get out of that 2.8 liter, and you're like, man, i got to stretch my legs. Like, this feels, it, it feels yeah. so low to the ground. Here, I'll say we're sitting up in a comfortable height. I mean, if you're used to driving a truck, this at least doesn't feel like you're you're crawling on yeah. the ground. No, the 2.8, I always thought the 2.8 towed halfway decent. Um, I had the luxury... I needed to uh, help my dad out one time, and I had his 2012 F-150 EcoBoost on a three-axle aluminum trailer towed by the 2.8. Oh, really? So I, I ran the 2.8, you know, through the <laughs> ringer on that trip, and you know, surprisingly, it was very impressive. It wasn't struggling. It wasn't laborsome to operate. It just picked up and went. And you kind of get a sense of when you're driving vehicles, like, you know, that vehicle is going to tow nice. And I got to say, this three-liter. And it's a 10-speed automatic behind the behind. Oh, the really? Yes. Okay. But it it shifts nice, like just that stoplight that we just came through, and kind of towing into the throttle. Yeah. You this thing. Left here. This thing would do really nice towing. 
next one. I'll go. We'll just go straight and then cut over BCU's by. Uh... I know where it is. Okay. Yeah. You've been there before. I think there. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. do. Yeah. No shit. I yeah. knew that actually. Yeah. I mean, I I'll just, cut. Through. I always cut over on these streets, but because traffic 14 isn't going to be bad right there. now. No, it's not. Yeah. So. Little trim there. My bad. Um, anyways. Um, okay. So. So we've gotten it up at speed. We've had some highway speeds on it, turning radius, all the driving, the basic driving things of this. Yep. Is it impressive? Is it mediocre? I mean, these are, they're not cheap trucks. Like you said, they're hard to find right now. So that means the price is up on them. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're looking at, looking in the used market right now, I haven't priced what a new one is, but you know, a couple year old vehicle with, you know, 20, 30,000 miles, they're upwards of about $50,000, you know? But I think, you know, when you kind of, Taylor in. I'm the guy who doesn't need a three-quarter ton truck. Right. I love diesel though. Okay. The two weight is just a little small. I, you know, my fishing boat might weigh a little bit more, or my ski boat may, might weigh a little bit more. Right. Um, or you know, I tow a car to and from the drag strip or the circle track on occasion, or side by sides, whatever that task at hand might be. And maybe you have a family, right? Maybe you have a full family, and you know, stuffing four full-grown people or two adults and two kids and a two weight just really, you know, Colorado doesn't make sense. This bridges that gap. Where do you think this stacks up next to an X F-150 with the EcoBoost in it? So if I'm looking at a 3.5 liter EcoBoost that's, uh, you know, 2017, 2018, 2019, mm -hmm. somewhere in there, I'm probably right in that price range. You are. I don't know if I'm going to get as loaded as this for that dollar mm -hmm. in an EcoBoost, like in an F-150. Um, but I know I've driven a lot of those, and those are, are quite a bit of fun, especially with a tune on them. They, I mean, you're talking, uh, you know, not to shift gears too much, but you're talking an EcoBoost platform, that 17 plus, tune only. I mean, you could make almost, you know, 500 horsepower. Yeah. That 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 is a lot of fun on the highway, right. on the back road. That's hard to beat. Um, I really think that the difference between this vehicle and an EcoBoost from a buyer's perspective is going to be brand loyalty and what you're using it for. Can an F-150 tow a decent amount of weight and still be, you know, a, a fun driver? I do believe so. But I don't know if I would say that EcoBoost buyer is a diesel enthusiast or vice versa. If I was looking for a half-ton truck and you were looking at, let's say, a 1500 GM gas engine, the performance of those aren't that sought after. So you've seen yeah. a lot of guys go into an EcoBoost platform because they're able to obtain that, you know, that that half-ton frame, nice ride, or suspension. I mean, rather. if you're looking at half-ton gas trucks and you're not considering an, an EcoBoost, EcoBoost, like, like you you're have, kind of out there, man. Like I get there, yes. I get brand loyalty, but there's there's a blindfold that, yes. that you need to take off at some point. It, it, they're hard to beat. I'm not saying they're for everybody. No, but I get it's it, a but preference. They're good. But I think, you know, if, if you've had a diesel, a full-size diesel in the past, you've traded that off, you've went to an EcoBoost, you love the half-ton, uh, you know, chassis, you like the way that truck runs, you know, and, and you're not opposed to getting back into a diesel or, you know, you, you are a diehard diesel, like, this is a hard platform to pass up, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you on that, man. I, I mean, know. there is... There's quite a bit of love to be had, especially, it's so hard to judge these trucks too sometimes when you get in it and they are so nice with all their little, know, it's, all their little creature comforts. Yep. I mean, this one's got the bow stereo in it yep. and it's got the charging dock for the center and it's got grips for your phone in the center console. Yep. And you, you know, like you said, it's tons of room. It's little carbon fiber print inlays. No, I mean, the layout, GM has like done that. a really nice job with the layout of their vehicles and the interiors, but I do have to say, just the drivability of this vehicle, just a couple stop and goes right here, you know, as we're going through the city or the town here, this thing just drives 
Oof, someone just got into an accident. Yeah, not us. Holy wow. moly. But I'll tell you what, this thing, just for this, this short little drive that we've done, and we're gonna come up here and we're gonna swap, right? We're gonna get yeah. you behind the driver's seat of this thing. But this isn't this isn't one of those where, oh, it's a new vehicle and that's what I'm sold on, but it doesn't drive the nicest. Like this thing drives nice and it, it has the creature comforts to back all of that up. Yeah. Now it does have some tires on here. These are not the stock tires I'm gonna take. I, I would assume not. It definitely has a little bit of like that wall wall. Like it, I didn't notice in the parking lot. So walking up to them, I wasn't like, oh, somebody threw it's a dumb set of tire. tires, right? Yep. It's like, I just, Look like normal rim and tire setup. Yep. Uh, so we'll have to jump out and take a look. This is how much preparation we put into the show some days, guys, uh, where we do a ride along and we decide, uh, no need to look at the outside of the vehicle. No. We're just going to drive it from the inside. Anyways. Well, we also have to be quick thinkers, and we had an opportunity to get behind the wheel of this thing this, short yeah. notice. And <laughs> again, this has, been, this has been a year process in the making of us trying to get behind the wheel of a 1500 diesel yeah. because we don't see a ton of them. It's not a vehicle that is actively supported, which we'll probably talk more about here shortly but it's not you know supported in the aftermarket right now so for a company like where we're at it really doesn't we're really not going to see these things no exactly so. i mean it, it's it's hard to beat a chance to get get into somebody else's truck and go drive it exactly. right like we anytime air fuel their <laughs> truck of course anytime we get a shot at that we go for it all right well we're going to pull in here and uh switch spots and we'll be right back with you guys all right, guys, uh, I am behind the wheel of this three liter Duramax in this 1500 GMC. I got my five point harness on with the way you're driving. Yeah, we're going to give her the beans Ricky here and Bobby there. over here, man. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I rolled on the throttle. I definitely didn't stand <laughs> on it. Um, What's your first impressions, though, Paul? It's OK. So from a from a 30 roll, uh, lackluster stock. Yeah. That's what I would call it. I, I guess maybe that's just tainted by like driving everything tuned uh, yeah. all the time. But yeah, it's the RPMs, I will say this, go up quicker than any other diesel I've been in. Yeah. Like to, to stand on it now to actually get the speedo moving probably takes a, a little bit story. more love. Yeah. But but to just, just actually build RPMs quickly, uh, this is it, man. Like, especially for, for a little diesel. Um, God, Wait. other than that, the wheel, the wheel feels cheap. Can I just say for a GMC AT4, I don't know what I expected. Um, you know, it's the fanciest version. Sometimes you get like a little bit different material on the wheel. What do you think is cheap on the steering like wheel? That. Is it the leather wrap? The, le it... the, the pleather wrap that, that feels more plastic than leather. Okay, okay. Uh, for sure. Uh, the plastic on the wheel, because it does look like there's quite a bit of plastic See, trim I would, around. I would say it's the color of the plastic kind of gives it that illusion of maybe not being as elegant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that I goes similar right. to the dash, you know, and it's this black matte brushed look. Yeah. To it. Maybe maybe they went a little too plain. But uh, but it, we're not in this for the interior. We're in this because of the power plant. We're in this because of the power that we are able to obtain in a 1500 diesel. GM platform. And brakes, I'll tell you what. Brakes are good. The brakes so, are nice, so but I, I feel like this thing could tow some stuff. It's not, it does feel like that. It does just feel like it wants to lug. Like, if I was in the market for a diesel pickup truck and I go camping with the family and I have you know, a 6,000 pound camper or whatever, this might be the ticket. Yeah. This no, is you're the ride. Right. You're right. I mean... Also, you didn't you didn't give the props for the heads up display on the on the window uh, windshield, uh, which I love that. I don't like that. Really, I hate you're it. not a fan of it. And it bothers my eyes. Oh, it's oh, so nice. I'm old, man. It's so nice. Yeah, uh, the lane assist. So I have lane assist on on my wife's car. Um, it's super handy in that car. This car, 
I don't know, I guess I just don't quite trust it. It doesn't feel like it's gonna grab the wheel. We'll test it a little bit here. We got a slight curve. No, that doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's gonna grab the wheel. I don't know. I think it's off. Oh, no, now it's off. No, now it's on. Now it's on. Now it's off. There you go, now it's on. So we're not sure. I, yeah. I guess that's a problem with it, is it's not Take super clear. Take your hands clear. off and see what happens. All right, Jesus. <laughs> help me, help me, help me. No, I, I'm not, we're not. Yeah, so so the owner of this vehicle has not driven the vehicle yet. Uh, we were told that before we got in it today. So we're not going to quite test the, the limits of our of our life with it. But, no. but yeah, I, as far as like basic features go, the dash is handy. The gauges uh, that you were talking about earlier, Chris, they're, they're actually big enough. You can see them. They're digital, but yeah. they look like dials, which I always like that. Yeah. Um, what would your what would your butt dyno say if I said, hey, how much power does this thing make at the rear tire? I would, cause I already know the answer. We were, we were already uh, talking about it. You were already, okay, okay. I, I know the answer. It does not, I guess I would guess lower than what it is. Really? Yeah, okay. yeah. I don't, just after this first, I've only been in it for a few minutes here, and I've only gotten to roll on the throttle. We really haven't done it. We're not going to do anything too crazy. We're not going to do any burnouts or anything today with it. Um, but, like, yeah, it doesn't. I guess yeah maybe around I mean, that 200 mark it I mean, is, it's it is a half a, it, ton but it's a bigger it, it's, truck it's it's hard to gauge because i guess i have been in the colorado which feels so light that it just feels like like i you're think in a this thing power to weight ratio this thing has a better pick me up than the 2.8 stock yeah stock to stock yeah 100 percent uh, that is that is i would say indisputable and i will say i like the tent oh, you there we are the tire. You said no burnout. yeah well that's not a burnout Dude, that's a church shredded the tires that's a i'm gonna tell on you. i know that's exactly how you're gonna tell the but, story but uh I, I would say that the 10 speed i think pairs really well <laughs> i usually complain about 10 speeds yeah. pretty much anything over six i'm like not a yeah, fan you're still of driving. you're still it's, in the I, old days just like me i'm in that like where six six gears was like when when guys said that's too many yep. you only need four i was like no you're stupid bro double yep. overdrive yep. like learn about it uh, and then with 10, it's like they split all the gears in half. So yep. most of the 10 speed stuff we drive, you got to admit, is usually trash. Yep. No. Uh, I mean, I feel like this is a very refined drivability as far as that goes. It's not, you're not feeling every shift like you mentioned. There's not a lot no. of D fuel and cutting a power in between the shifts. Like, you know, you drive one of the bigger, like 2500, 3500 GMs uh, with the 10 speed, you know, Allison. And to me, I'm not a big fan of the way that feels. This has no similarities no in in the feeling of the no truck drive. i did a draggy run i've done two different draggy runs with the the 2500 with the 10 speed um one of them with a trailer on and one of them without both of them full throttle down the same road and you can actually see in the camera of the draggy run of like me the cutting being thrown yep. back and forth in the seat like like we were doing the wave at a baseball game like it is yep. dramatic how hard that truck push and pulls as it's going through gears under load uh, this one we're gonna we're gonna turn a couple corners here. We're not gonna like gonna again go burnouts. wide open throttle, but but we're gonna get on it so at least can feel a couple of shifts. Here's one now, and I'm like I don't know 20 30 percent throttle. It's smooth, man. It's smooth. It runs really really nice. And also the thing with 10 speeds, I guess that you're that you're not used to compared to six speeds is uh the RPM drop's not as big. No, it, to go well, from gear to gear. The whole idea around the 10 speed is is to keep the engine operating at a rev range where it's most efficient for yeah. emissions reasons, right? Right. But what does that do from what you feel? Well, it's keeping the engine operating in the meat of its torque curve, right, where it's most beneficial. 
It's smooth, man. It like, I mean, like we're up to 50 miles an hour, and I'm barely touching the throttle. I mean, I mean, this, this is, is as granny I would, as I could roll on. This to is it. everything I would expect a, a half-ton truck to drive like. Yeah, it's got the power, it's got the punch, it's got the torque, all the things that I would complain over a gas GM 1500. Right. So it has all the one-up on that, all while still having a good sense of feel, good drivability as far as the suspension and just the the trucks physical characteristics are definitely very inviting. The ride is phenomenal, uh, minus the noise from these tires. And guys, we'll give you an update at the end here and let you know what tires are on this thing so you can either love them or hate them. Yeah. Uh, but I will say like the honing noise from it that, God, you remember Jeeps used to run those big thorn birds? That's how this is. That's how side. it's the same road, yeah. road, road noise as far as that goes. Is you're just like, ooh, that's not cool after 20 minutes. It'd be really cool to see whatever happens with you know tuning and stuff like that on a platform like this. So I guess we should talk about that. When did when did these three liters first come out in in 2019? Yeah. 2019. Okay. So this was the first year of it then. Yeah. Okay. Um, so far we've seen nothing. Nope. We, we just there's there might be a pedal commander out there, but yeah. like even even the other stuff, there's just there's no real tuning. You're not going to get any extra power out of it. So what you're buying for you know 50, 60, 70 grand, whatever you're going to spend on one of these. Um, that's what you got. Yep. There we are. I got I got a good good run there up that to 65. Smooth. I didn't feel a single shift, no. and I'm not saying it's like a CVVT trans where like there is no shifting. No. I'm saying like it just moves through it, and you don't an exaggeration. Feel. Yeah. No, this thing. I mean, if you're in the market for a half ton style truck, I mean, this is definitely no slouch. And it's crazy, you know, Paul. We've driven, we've had the luxury of driving the. Uh, wasn't it a three liter, the power stroke? Yep. Wasn't the Ford diesel a three you liter? You got it, yep. You know, yeah, like the, the that F truck, but, I don't know if uh, that yep. truck ever took off like anyone had expected. No, or those were pretty much flaps. But that was not a very nice driving truck. Like that wasn't no. anywhere near as refined as this. Without a tune, that thing was was pretty good. It was much more like the 2.8 liter. Well, that about, had like, similar just power stuck. level of what, you know, the 2.8 had, but in a, in a half ton chassis, if I yeah. remember correctly. Absolutely correct. Uh, so. Yeah, that one that one died pretty quick. Uh, people just didn't really adopt the diesel F-150 uh, with that three liter. I don't know if it's because of the driving complaints we had or if they had some more reliability issues with those motors yeah. uh, than what people expected. But it, it never got popular. People never really adopted it. Uh, this truck, on the other hand, we already know is popular. We get tons of requests for, for LM2 tuning, which is the, the new RPO for these, these engines. Yeah, no, we definitely get a lot of inquiries about that. So we know enthusiasts are buying these trucks. Like there's definitely a demand. I think a lot of guys are maybe have been pushed up into that three quarter ton lifestyle for one reason or another. Or their wives. Into a diesel and now or they're their wives or yeah. the suburban, you know, the Tahoes, you know, they, since they offer them in those SUVs, I see a lot of those floating around more and more. That is true. Uh, fuel mileage, I would assume, is significantly better than gas. I would expect. Uh, with the cost of diesel, I would assume your cost per mile <laughs> very similar is yeah <laughs> the same or worse. Uh, you, you know, we'll see if if diesel fluctuates back down uh, to reasonable levels compared to the gas market. I know gasoline's gotten back to acceptable amount of rape. Um, <laughs> don't know if I'm allowed to say that, well, but I'll maybe say Justin it. can edit that. Uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> acceptable <laughs> amount of rape. For gas prices, I just want to be clear for gas prices. So out of this platform, right, you've gotten a good 15, 10, 15 miles under your belt. Not a ton of miles, but it's something. What is the first thing that pops up at you that be like, you know what, that stood out on this truck. 
here is a want. This is the highlight of the vehicle. It's smooth. It's just overall, man, like it is smooth. The handling, the, the throttle response, uh, it does, I will say it does have a bit of that resistance in the pedal that makes me feel like if you're ever able to tune one of these, it's going to be a truck you fall in love with. Right. Um, but outside of that, just, just going stock to stock to stock, uh, it, this is hard to pass up. I mean, again, AT4, it's always so hard to tell when we're in like the, the most premium trim about like, oh, well, it's got all the bells and whistles. Right. Do I love the bells and whistles or do I love the truck? Right. Well, shit, man, with the amount of space I have, I mean, it, I can't see what else you would want you if could, you wanted a half ton. You could go on a nice road trip comfortably in this without any complaints. I think so. I think so. My kids, let me check here. Yep, my kids are close enough in the back seat that I can smack them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's a, that's a, a necessity. We're not no. going to follow that guy. It, it's funny that you you mentioned that. One of the reasons, you know, when I had bought the, the, my my 15 Ram from from our boss Nick, uh, I was originally looking at a crew cab or uh, a mega cab, yeah. and I didn't want the mega cab because of my daughter. I wouldn't be able to reach or do anything. The four door, you were a little closer. You know, yeah. there was just it was still an arm's length. Enough room that you need to fear you me kick from my the back seat. seat. I'm going right. to get you. Yep. That's right. I like it. All right, guys. Well, I'll tell you what. This is. This is a cool truck. Chris, what, what do you think? Should people go out and buy these? Do you think this is like a platform that's going to stick around? I, You know what? I think that, you know, there's a reason that the half-ton market is as popular as it is because it bridges a gap of necessity and want, okay? You, you need a truck, but you don't want the three-quarter ton or the one ton. This is a great option, right? Um, so I... I I would say it depends on what you're after, right? It depends on, you know, what your needs are uh, in line with. So but. if I got a small bass boat and I mostly commute back and forth 30 minutes each way to work every day and I take my bass boat out every weekend in the summer but nothing in the winter, um, do you do this or do you do an EcoBoost? You know, I think it really comes down to what was your background. Did you have more of that diesel background and you're really looking for that low-end torque? If you're a diesel head, then you're going to go for this platform over the EcoBoost, in my opinion. Interesting. Um, I think if you have more of that gas background, well, then the EcoBoost is kind of like a double whammy, right? Like, that's your go-to. Uh, but then you have, I mean, I don't really ever run into as many Ram loyal, uh, man, you like loyal guys of the Ram brand as I do GM or Ford. It seems like GM and Ford have the, the loyalty guys backing them. The Ford Ram zone. 1500 market, not full of hardcore passionate, like, I gotta have a Ram. I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. Let us know. Get get on Fans of Diesel Performance Podcast and tell us, uh, do, you, do you know? Because if you're listening to us, you're probably a diesel fanatic. We get that. We are too. Uh, but hey, if you are, if you got friends who are a Ram 1500 fanatic, that's all they drive. They've had three or four of them. Uh, let us know. Tell us the horror story. We want to hear about it. For today, I'm Paul Wilson. And I'm Chris Semke. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon. Hey. Amazing what it, what it takes for somebody to turn their tide. <laughs> yeah.